G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. number of Bible-believing, Jesus-loving people I've met who don't take God at His Word. Now, they might open their Bibles and read something difficult or challenging or something that requires a bit of faith to act upon, and what they do is they mentally strike those verses out of the Bible. Ah, no, not for me, that one. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take a look at God's Word from a different perspective. I want to share a story with you today. It's something that really opened my eyes to the power of God's Word and how easy it is to dismiss that power that God means to give to you and to me. There I was. I'd just become a member of a new church, and after a few months, we joined one of the small home groups of the church. Each week on a Wednesday night, we'd head over to the leader's place, about eight or ten of us, and we'd have a time of fellowship, time of studying God's Word, and a time of talking about what we'd learned. It was a great way to to get connected with people and to learn a bit more about what God had to say to us. It's week two, or or perhaps week three, of attending this small home group, and we're studying Philippians chapter 4, in particular this verse, verses 4 to 6. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone, for the Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, we read this passage and then a discussion ensues about worry. We all have some worry in our lives, and what God's saying here through the Apostle Paul is that we should never worry about anything. Well, the discussion went back and forth and to and fro, and and people shared some of their worries in their lives and some stories of what was going on, all good, all understandable. And then in summing up the discussions, we came to the end of it. The home group leader said something along these lines, well, yeah, that was a good discussion, but I guess we all have worries in our lives and we just need to learn to live with them. He was about to move on, and at this point, I just couldn't help myself. Out of my mouth came a rather loud, a rather emphatic and insistent, No! Well, at that point, I'm pretty sure my wife Jackie was hoping the floor would open up and swallow us both up. She was embarrassed. There was dead silence in the room, and everyone was staring at me, waiting, I guess, for an explanation of my outburst. So this is what I said, something along these lines. Guys, what this passage actually says to us is quite simply this. We're not meant to worry about anything, nothing. And in fact, if instead of worrying, we take the time that we would have spent worrying and we spend that time instead in praying with thankfulness in our hearts and letting God know what's going on, then what God is promising us here, if we'll actually do that, is that instead of worry in our hearts, it'll be replaced with a peace that's completely beyond our understanding, as God actually guards our hearts and our minds through Christ. Now, 
Do you believe that's true for you or not? Do you believe that that is going to work if you do it or not? Do you believe through this scripture that God is speaking to you or not? See, here were these Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, faithful, kind, gentle Christian people reading God's word, what God is saying to us today, and yet they couldn't accept this truth into their hearts for them. They weren't prepared to take God at his word. They weren't even prepared to give it a go, vaguely kind of expecting it to work. Now, that might seem a little bit harsh. Maybe it was more that no one had ever taught them to take God at his word. Maybe no one had ever taught them to expect God to make a powerful difference in their lives through what he says in his word. And you see, this isn't unique. This is not an isolated case. The kingdom of God is full of people who don't take God at his word because they're not expecting God to do mighty things in their lives. Now, of course, it's easy to take a scripture out of context and make a doctrine out of it. That's why there are so many people preaching that God will make you rich and comfortable kind of gospel. That's not, I hope you realize, what I'm talking about because it's a distortion of the truth. But what I am talking about is taking the powerful, often counterintuitive things that God says in his word and believing them with our lives. And by that I mean acting on them, stepping out, prepared to fall flat on your face if God isn't true to his word, but stepping out anyway, expecting God to honour what he says. I mean, I'm talking about this in real practical areas of need and in, in living out your faith through your life. Have you ever worried about your finances, let's say? Well, listen to what Jesus says on that front. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 33. He says, look, I'm telling you, don't worry about your life or what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or about your body or what you're going to wear. Isn't your life more than food and your body more than clothing? For it's the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows all the things that you need. So strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you as well, or added to you. See, living out your faith means stepping out on the basis that God means what he says, and he'll do what he says, and that he'll show up when he says he'll show up. Living out your faith means being prepared to abandon the so-called wisdom of this world and instead trust in God's wisdom and God's truth and God's promises, even when, especially when, there is no concrete evidence to support making that decision other than the Word of God. So many Christians want to live a safe and cautious life, but that's never the life that Jesus called us to live. He called us to live a dangerous life, a risky life, a life where we take him at his word as being the God who is faithful beyond measure and beyond anything that we can possibly comprehend. The only time we really experience the faithfulness of God in a powerful way is when we're between a rock and a hard place and instead of playing things safe or instead of going the world's way, we decide to take God at his word. We decide to step out and experience for ourselves the incredible faithfulness of God. Let me come back to where I started on this. God is the God of most amazing love, and God is the God of the most amazing power. And like any loving father, he wants to use all that he has to make a powerful difference in the lives of his kids. But the difference between what he has for you and what the world has for you is that he knows how he made you. He knows what your strengths and your weaknesses are 
and what's best for you and what's bad for you. He knows that it's only in a relationship with him, only in his loving embrace, that you can find yourself and all that he has for you. That sometimes means trials and wilderness experiences. That sometimes means great trials and long wilderness experiences. But when you and I trust ourselves into God's loving hands, then it's in that place that we experience his great faithfulness. It was when Jeremiah was going through a terrible trial, when all around him was destroyed, when all hope seemed to have been lost and God seemed to have fallen off his twig. It's then that he wrote these words, Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. He wrote, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. It's only when you're out there taking God at his word, believing that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do in his word that we can discover firsthand the truth of those words. So let me ask you, when you read your Bible, when you open it up next time, when you're travelling through a tough patch or a wilderness and you open your Bible and you read it, and you read something like that, are you going to take God at his word or not? to the conclusion that life isn't turning out to be all that it was cracked up to be. But God, out of his great love for you, has a stunning plan for the road ahead, your road. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Your Road to a Stunning Life, to help you live the life, the abundant life, that Jesus died and rose again to give you. God's Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you discover the life that He has planned for you through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.